What's up, Bison fans? Thank you, thank you for tuning in to Hear the Herd on 101.5 UMFM. My name is Neil Noonan, and alongside me, the boys, we got a full house today. Yeah. Oh, it feels good to start a show not only with uh, our new time slot here on Tuesday mornings, but it's perfectly fitting that it's right after your show page. Yeah. I'm, you know, just get to stay here and people have to listen to me for a full hour. <laughs> Let's talk every Tuesday, 11 a.m. Why don't you quickly break down the show for us? Uh, it's just a different topic every week. Talk about something that's big in the news or big on social media. Try and break it down, uh, kind of take the rhetoric and the, the politics out of it and just say, here's the facts. Here's everything that you need to know to, to understand what's going on and, and try and leave people a little bit more informed on a Tuesday morning. I love it, man. Mike, you got to go early, so I'm going to actually talk to you a little bit about uh, your show today because it's it's a it's a very interesting topic as far as like the the price of of hockey, mm-hmm. so to speak. And uh, we could talk about our own Bison hockey teams as well. But Mike's still in the building as well. How are you, sir? Good morning, Neil. Good morning, Jason. Good morning. Doing great. Can't complain. It's been uh, really good. Almost, we're almost at the midway point of the season. Crazy. So crazy. Flies by so fast. fast. Yeah. Every year it seems to go fast. I I tell you that I told this to Neil a few few, uh, weeks ago. October just flies by. Yeah. I mean, it just feels like it doesn't even exist. I don't know. It's uh, it's one of those things where, you know, when you're busy and when teams are doing well and when you're doing everything, it just mm-hmm. seems to fly by. But still tons going on, tons going on, and can't wait to get, get to it all. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, I, I mentioned briefly, I, I think we should hold off for hockey because you were there at yeah. uh, the women's hockey game. And, I mean, you know the men's hockey team better than anyone for uh, when Mike still has to leave us for an interview with one of our volleyball players. So uh, let's start there. Uh, Trinity Western coming in and uh, ooh, doing Trinity Western things. Yeah, doing Trinity ooh. things when it comes to volleyball, uh, sweeping both the men's and the women's team. Three nothing, three nothing, both on Friday and Saturday. Uh, but let's start with the men because uh, the national champions uh, coming in and uh, kind of doing what they do best. Uh, one of their best players, Steinbeck, uh, Steinbeck kid, not even playing. Really, um, <laughs> you've been talking with the the men uh, a, a, with a, f- a few different stories this week, Mike. Uh, how are you feeling early on in the season, and uh, what to even take away from this weekend's uh, sweep of uh, or getting swept by Trinity Western? Um, well, I think <clears throat> I think the story is consistent for the women and the men, just in the sense that against a team like Trinity, you can't really go down early um, and try to rally back. It, you can, I mean, they, there's a couple of times where the men got some good rallies going and got some uh, some runs going, but couldn't really sustain it. And uh, the big thing, I think, with Trinity is just, I mean, they're so big. Oh, they're especially God. big up, up front. Um, and that really affects us right now, Sp- specifically, like, actually, Darren Kosky, who I'm going to interview um, in about 20 minutes or so, is a first-year medal from St. Paul's. That has stepped in admirably for uh, an injured Brendan Warren, conference blocks leader the past two years in a row. Uh, but, um, you know, there is definitely, you know, you would like to have a little bit more experience maybe, but Darian has been playing really well. Nonetheless, um, Trinity is just so big up front that it doesn't take them much. Like, they just slam the ball down um, on attack. And, you know, it doesn't really give... When you're in system, and Trinity Western, that's the thing, is Trinity Western does not leave in system very often. You know, they, they do... That's what they do really well. Really good teams uh, stay in system for as much of a match as they can. And and that's what happened, really, is Trinity Western was in system. They didn't have to work all that hard to... Um, you know, they, they could place the balls really wherever they wanted 
two with heavy spikes. And on D, there's not much you can do. You really just kind of have to, um, you know, if you're in the right position, kind of hope that, you know, you can get enough of a pancake dig or, or get enough of the ball. But again, like good teams are going to stay in system. And that's why Trading Weston is the defending national champ. And it's a good test for us, for the Bisons, just because, again, we will see Trinity, we might see Trinity Western again in, uh, in the playoffs at nationals, uh, you know, at some point, or might even see them in the first round or something like that. You never know how it's going to go. Uh, so it's definitely a good to uh, sort of see where we're at early in the season, see where, where things line up and make those adjustments. One thing I will mention, though, Kevin Negus was sick. Uh, that would be our best attacker. So, I mean, that's definitely an asset that we didn't have on the court. Uh, and obviously, he'll be back for you know, the run to Nationals. So that's important to make note of. Additionally, Kyle Martins, who's our libero, was not there Saturday because he was at a wedding. So there were some pieces that were missing out of the lineup for both days of the weekend set. Uh, but again, it's a humbling experience to play against a team like Trinity. Uh, and again, it really shows you where you're at. So um, definitely something that the men can learn from. Yeah, Brendan Warren out hasn't played yet as well. So, I mean, they're a young squad to be to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. And then you go up against the national champions in your home gym that, like you said, Mike, will be back here uh, in March, so to speak. And, uh, yeah, when you look at that roster, it actually looks like an NBA team. <laughs> like, it's like 6'8", 6'8", 6'7". You're like, oh, my goodness. And something that me being in the gym for both games this weekend – Something that I took away for sure is that I've never seen volleyball played the way they play as far as you just never know where their attack's coming from. They can pass it from left side, right side, from anywhere, and just unorthodox passes where it's not just the classic whether you're setting it behind you or in front of you kind of thing. Like, they're doing these twists and turns, and people are coming from the center, and it's just... It's wild. It's really fun to see the top of the top in U sports uh, come into the building and, and do what they do best. And, I mean... Yeah, our team's young, I think, uh, with with those key guys being out as well. I mean, it's tough to take anything from this weekend, so to speak. But the women, uh, as well, a very young team. I think Coach Ken Bentley is really trying to figure out who to play, right? I mean, there's only six players on the court, and he's got... So he's got what ten rookies? ten rookies, and honestly, most <laughs> most, if not all of them, not all, but I would say probably at least seventy five, eighty percent of them have seen time on the court. Like oh, yeah. They're moving around. Yeah. He's like you said. I mean, and that's how Ken is as a coach. He's he's one of the smartest coaches uh, in the game today. So he's going to mix and move, and if some piece isn't working, he's going to take them out and put something else in. He's not afraid to juggle his lineup and and just find something that works, find a rotation that works, uh, and and he's definitely done that. Even with the two. Liberos, like I mean, Julia Arnold, first year libero on a CJS, uh, Jordan Ham, who she knows from uh, B- Junior Bison, second year libero. Those two, even they go in and out back and forth during the game. You'll put in Julia when you want to have a defensive uh, sort of roster in there uh, at Libera, and then you put Jordan in if you want more of the offensive attack to set stuff up. So he moves those two back and forth. I mean, that's the benefit of the Libera position, that they don't have to sub in with anybody. They can just come in, and and, and so that's handy to have. Uh, but there's definitely been, I mean, we've seen um, Jaden Spencer, uh, first year middle on of the States, uh, come in quite a bit now over the last couple of games, seen more reps. And we've even seen seen even subtler adjustments like we've seen light Uchichukwu who played she was she played most of her career as a middle uh, played her last season uh, U18 junior bisons as a outside hitter and that's now where Ken has her is as an outside hitter and 
I'll be honest, like they've uh, teams have definitely targeted Light through the first couple weeks of the season on their serve receive to sort of see where she's at, and she's been tested. But you know, you need to have those as a first year. You know, you need to have the ball come at you that often because. It's a question of can you handle the pressure, but not just that. It gives you more comfort. The more you see the ball during a game and during a season, I think the more comfortable you get. So it's been good to see that. Um, I think the team will admit, and even in talking to Light and Julia yesterday, I think the team will admit the attack has maybe been an issue this year and the serve receive. I think that's the two areas that the team would really identify as the as as areas that they'd maybe like to improve on a little bit. Now, I mean, when I say serve receive and attack, those are two of obviously the most critical parts of a volleyball game. So um, it's just going to take time with, with the roster to gel and get some chemistry going. But, man, these girls love to compete, and you already know Ken is such an excellent coach. They'll, they're going to have it going. They're going to sort it all out. And there's some amazing pieces there, too, still for sure. I mean, uh, Kira Abbott has played well. She's been moved to the left side and doing it all for the team, digs, blocks, attacks. Um, Laura Hill's played really well this year as well, Allison Alcock. So some of the veterans, and then Laura being a, uh, you know, a third-year player, coming in uh, has adjusted well. Kelsey Jordan as a leader, so they'll get it going. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, Jason, I mean, you spend a lot of time in the phlegm, but uh, any early opinions, thoughts on uh, either or, yeah. or volleyball team uh, halfway through the season? So well, you know, going back to the fact that the, the men's volleyball team, they have the national, they know that they are going to be playing in the national championship. And this is something that I talked uh, with some of the UPI Panthers players, uh, their women's hockey team with last year at Nationals, is their mentality coming into the year, you know, not that they, they were expecting you know they were overconfident they're saying oh we're going to go to the national championship this doesn't matter um you have a year where you know where you're going and no matter what you're going to get there so it's all about just putting in the work and and using the year as a learning experience and and luckily UPEI gets to host back-to-back years so they got to have the experience last year and bring it into this year uh but i think with actually with both teams when you've got such young teams and teams that are you know that are still growing that are still trying to figure things out you you shouldn't set obviously don't set your expectations too high you still go out there you still compete but know that no matter how the year goes win or lose it's it's a learning experience and and this is building towards something you're playing there for the vets but you're also playing to learn and do the right things and and playing against trinity western and and Honestly, getting pretty much pretty well spanked by Trinity Western, uh, it's it's a learning experience. You know, as tough as it is, like I play on a handball team with guys that are 16, 17 years old, and they're just getting their legs in men's league, playing against guys that are twice their age and twice their size. It's we're not expecting you to go out there and win every single game. We're expecting you to go learn and and take the experience of losing. So you know what that feels like and you know what it takes. So you know what it takes to be a team like that and just exactly just use it as a learning experience. Just one quick thing for me just on the subject of being in this gym for nationals. It's important too, and I, I can't remember who I, uh, I think I'm, I was watching the broadcast. Actually, Adam Diak here brought this up. Shout out to him, man. He's amazing. Uh, 
the color guy we have for the Bisons for, for volleyball. He mentioned that it's this this weekend was actually just as important for Trinity Western's men's team because they need to get comfortable in the gym. You know, they need to understand their surroundings, the 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 environment, the noise, all that other kind of stuff, and get used to it because I mean they're a, a they're a team that's going to compete for the national championship again this year. So they need to know those kinds of things going in. So for them, yeah, the, the win was 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 important, but I think it was also mm-hmm. critical to yeah get used to being an I because yeah I mean chances are we'll see them again uh, or and they will be here again as we get to nationals so important for them and yeah definitely important for the for the men's team and the women's team to to get that test and who knows I mean when you get when you lose like that you know when you lose a straight set uh, you know three nothing I really think it motivates a mm-hmm. team you know nobody wants to have that happen to you I think your mindset switches to the point of like okay like let's bounce back and and get her going here so it's really going to be interesting to see how the Bisons respond uh, this coming weekend yeah without a doubt uh really good points yeah adam kind of saying exactly what you said like they're they're coming back mm-hmm. for sure right and it's kind of scary even thinking that they win nationals last year and adam one of the first things he said on the broadcast this weekend is they're significantly better <laughs> so good luck yeah. in sports uh trinity's coming for you uh let's stay at igac now before you have to run here mike uh early on in the season for our basketball squads and having the bye of early in their season as well only playing four games kind of thing but young women's basketball team this men's basketball team looks like they're going to make some noise for sure uh losing an overtime game their first loss on the weekend to lethbridge uh, mike let's start with you first what are you seeing i mean you can go men's you could go women's but uh, a huge weekend obviously with the duckworth challenge both volleyball and basketball but early on in the season how are you feeling about our basketball teams yeah i mean just a quick note I, I'll touch on the men's quickly, and I don't know if I have enough time for women's, but I mean, shout out to both teams. They've been they've done well so far this year. Really impressed by the men. Really impressed by them. Uh, the depth of the roster. We got close to ten deep on that roster that you can pull from guys that can defend and score on both sides. Kieran Z was having a really strong start to the season. Um, he played. Pretty, well, I'd say he played very well against Lethbridge. I'd say he's he was our best player in the Friday win. Uh, both of those games were really exciting to watch. I mean, Lethbridge have really Lethbridge Bridges Colton Gibb against uh, Rashawn Brown yeah, super all weekend long was very fun to watch. Lethbridge always has that guy or a couple of those guys that play very strong defensively. They do remind me in some ways of Alberta in the way that they can shoot the three very well and they can defend. So uh, they're a fun team to watch and it's a good matchup for the Bisons because I think that Manitoba is right in that same area and range as the Lethbridge Pronghorns in terms of top six teams because in my opinion Manitoba is one of those top six teams and it would be Calgary Alberta us UBC Lethbridge and Saskatchewan would be kind of the six that I think of we get Sask later on this year we don't play Alberta this year we don't play Calgary we don't play UBC so it's a pretty fair favorable schedule for the Bisons and you know obviously when you don't face some of those top tier teams you know it it maybe makes things a little bit more challenging when you hit the playoffs if you see them but it does give you the chance for a higher seat so against some of these teams that Manitoba should be able to beat it's important to get those sweeps against some of those teams. Uh, but again, yeah, the versatility of the men's team has been very impressive. Uh, and defensively, we're a very strong defensive team that's you know been an identity, identity of ours and you know getting points off fast breaks. So that'll be important to watch. Isaac Miller-Jose has been a stud for us so far. Uh, and you know it's been really nice to see his progression because the reality is maybe you know some games, Cam O'Hara, he's very good on the defensive end, but if we want an offensive spark, I think 
Isaac's the guy you maybe go for in that position to give you a bit of a mismatch, but roster is very well-rounded, and on the women's side, yeah, younger pieces, but Lauren Bartlett has played really well to start the season. Uh, very impressed by her, and some of the other players, August has come in here, one of the, the transfer who was from Fort Richmond and then Calgary and then came back here, um, is an, a solid player for us off the bench, too. I talked to Keziah Brothers, I actually had an interview with her yesterday, and she loves being the utility player for that team, do a jack-of-all-trades, kind of like Malik Irwin for the men when he was here. So, yeah, they got a little bit of everything, too. These Both of these basketball teams are just going to get better as the season goes on, and I, I'm expecting a, a run from both of them. Very fun teams to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Jason? Yeah, and I, I really think the, the men's basketball team is, right now, the team to watch. If you if you are a Bisons fan, get out to those games, because this is a really, really good team. It's a deep team, and like you said, Mike, like, the road to playoffs is... It's not as difficult as it has been in the past. And, and these are so important because if you get that high seed and you can avoid at least one of those top teams in the first round and heading into the second round, that's even better. You know, you don't have to go through the war of facing a Calgary or a UBC. You, you can kind of get that first round out of the way and then come in a little bit more refreshed for the next round. So the schedule really plays into the Bison's favor right now. And they can just you know keep rolling keep doing what they're doing because it was aside from the the overtime loss like they've been just on fire to start the year uh and for the women's team yeah like just build off what's come before and you just keep growing keep going because you know they're a sneakily competitive team and i think that they could you know when it comes down to playoffs they could make some noise be a bit of an underdog and and really you know give people a run for their money there's Jason's uh, motivation for the day. We need to uh, come go. up with a segment where Jason has like a motivational speech. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Point. It's going to get worse when we get to the, the women's hockey team. We've got a lot of Just tag it. I don't know what to call it, but there's got to be a name for that. Yeah. we got to come up with something. <laughs> it's time out with Jason. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll work on the segment phrasing for sure. But yeah. uh, Mike, thank you uh, for thank sticking you with us. Uh, say uh, say hi to Koski for us uh, and have a great interview, man. Thank you very much. We'll see you in the office in a bit there, Neil. Yeah, All the best, good. Jason. We'll see you next week. Yeah. See ya. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, last thing as far as this week goes, uh, before we get to, to all hockey, everything, the Duckworth Challenge, right? Oh, it's huge. Yeah, 29th year in a row, uh, and this year it's all happening before the break, which is interesting. Yeah, that is, that to me, because I, I was looking at it, I was like, I, I, swear, to, I swear it was later last year. Oh yeah, we yeah had, it usually is. We had the soccer one, and then... Nobody talked about the Duckworth until after Christmas. Because I think both games were in February, like yeah. both volleyball and basketball. It was all the same weekend. Right. Just, I had like just a straight shot all the way through. Exactly. And now it's this weekend coming up here. Yeah. So uh, Bison's Basketball hosting the Westman on Thursday night at 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. Uh, the Westman, both men's and women's teams sitting at 2 and 4, uh, both looking like... It, it, could be possible wins uh, for the mm-hmm. Bisons, which is which is fantastic. And I just want to mention before uh, we move on from basketball. I mean, I love how you mentioned go out and see these these men's yeah. uh, basketball teams play. They're one of the most fun teams to watch as exactly. well because it's not it's not only they're they're a very talented group, but they play a fun brand of basketball. Mm-hmm. They get up and down the court. They're sh- they're shooting threes. You got Isaac Miller Joe's as Mike mentioned, slam it on yeah. people. Right? Um, they're they're super fun. Uh, this is like Kirby Shep's ideal basketball team mm-hmm. you got you got wings all over the place at like six 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 seven that can shoot pass and dribble all together so mm-hmm. they're extremely fun to watch and 
Uh, I love how Mike also shouted out uh, Lauren Bartlett for the women's team. Yeah. Uh, coming in, playing with her sister now. She's just a complete spark plug off the bench, can shoot threes, play defense. And yeah, Thursday night is going to be rocking in IGAC. Yeah. And it's these, going to be a lot of fun. These are the types of situations where the team is, is on the cusp where you start getting the attention of recruits. Yes. So like these are the the you know, people think of you know the Albertas and the Trinities where they're they're winning and they're winning and they're winning and that's what's important, but I think when you're on when you're that bubble team when you're on that cusp and you're you're coming up, those are the very important years because it shows that you can go somewhere else. So you don't have to go to a, an Alberta and be buried deep in the the depth chart. You can you can go to a, a Manitoba and get some time on the ice, on the court, on the field and, and still, you know, be part of a competitive team that's going to just only get better. So these are very important years for the the long-term health of these programs. Yeah, absolutely. And these teams very much are, I mean, women's basketball is a little different where they have like their three stars that are coming up mm-hmm. at the end of their Bison career. But the men's team, Rashawn Brown is the only senior on this team. A lot of them are either in their second or third year. They're kind of they're kind of growing up that these recruits would mm. be playing with the teams that were the players that they're watching, right? Uh, so that's a really good point. Just to reiterate, Thursday night, six p.m. women's basketball tip off, uh, eight p.m. for the men. Uh, and then it kind of continues throughout the weekend. Saturday, they play at U of W, and it's kind of the reverse for volleyball. So volleyball plays at Winnipeg on Friday with the women going at 6 and the men at 7.45. And then they reverse. They're going to be playing at home at IGAC Saturday at uh, 7.45 and 6 with the men's and women's reverse. So, yeah, it's it's an all-Winnipeg mm-hmm. versus Manitoba weekend. I mean, I know as it's just a local sports fan, it, the Duckworth Challenge is always a big thing it's specifically for basketball. I have friends that have played in the Duckworth Challenge, and, and these were their favorite of course. games of the year. Yeah, of course. I mean, you, we for sure get the biggest crowds, both not only here, but at the Duckworth mm-hmm. itself. Uh, we got tons of people. This is this is the game, if there's going to be one or two games that you come out to see, whether you're a Bison fan or a Westman fan, I hope you chose the right side. <laughs> uh, but th- these are the games that people are coming mm-hmm. out to see, right? Exactly. Because it's it's tons of local talent. Uh, they, Regardless of the record, you'll t- any of these coaches, uh, four on the Bison side, four on the Westman side, any of these coaches will say, the same thing it doesn't really matter what the records of either team are when they play each other they come out to compete exactly right so it's going to be a lot of fun really looking forward to it Let's end on, uh, end on some hockey talk. Yeah, uh, where uh, you know these teams better than uh, better than anyone. Uh, let's start with the men because I think the women's hockey one is a is an interesting angle for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, the men uh, going out west, uh, they've been an interesting team. Yes, very this, this year, so to speak. I, I, to be absolutely honest. I think they've outperformed my expectations personally. Oh, yeah. What say you? Uh, they, they've definitely outperformed my expectations. I came into this year a little bit wary because the, the the youth on this team, the the inexperience on this team, I was expecting kind of the back end would be would be fine. We're bringing in a lot of the same talent. Obviously, losing Mackenzie Dwyer and Tom Lashijan hurt. Um, they went their separate ways with uh, the Bisons, obviously, and then but bringing in Riley Lamb and Tyler Brown. I was very excited to see what they would be able to do and what they would be able to bring to this team. Um, and then just up front, I, I thought this team wouldn't be scoring goals, but obviously I was wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> they so didn't put the puck in the net. They, they definitely can. Um, so they've definitely outperformed expectations. This weekend, this past weekend against Saskatchewan, it's rough. Yeah. Like, obviously, Saskatchewan had a rough start to the year, but I think, 
I think the I think the dragons finally awake and they're ready to to climb back up in the standings. Um, it's going to be an interesting year when it gets down to playoff time. Like who's sitting where? Um, in 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 all honesty, the Bisons could compete for a home playoff date. Um, it's just you know, are they going to be able to weather the storm against a resurgent Saskatchewan? Are they going to be able to to compete with Alberta once they've kind of gotten to full strength? And then obviously you've got UBC in the mix, you've got Calgary in the mix, you've got Lethbridge in the mix, like Canada West, man. Yeah, Mount Royal's <laughs> up there now. Like it's it's a crazy year. And and this past weekend, it was more. I wasn't looking for the result. I was looking for very specific things. And game one, three goals in uh, odd man situations, two, giving up two power play goals and a shorthanded goal. The the special teams is the one area for this team where it it gives me fits. Like I just like the penalty kill specifically. It's it's difficult because they're the sitting they're you know they're one of the the higher end teams in terms of their record in in the conference but their their penalty kill is bottom of the conference and right. that's something that if they want to make any noise in the playoffs they're going to have to fix because when it gets down to it it's a physical playoff series no matter who you play there's going to be a lot of penalties handed out especially this Bison team takes a lot of penalties and that's something they're going to need to fix and giving up a shorthanded goal is never great but it's it's happened multiple times for this Bison team already like it's it's just those little things. Like at this point, I'm not looking for the big, broad, sweeping changes because we've got those and they're starting to work. Things are starting to gel a lot better. The talent level on this team has just exploded. Um, it's just those little things, the little like the special teams here and there. How you play when you're establishing pressure in the zone. How you bounce back uh, from you know giving up rebounds. How you collapse in the slot. Just a little touch plays here and there. You need to clean up all of those little things, and then you'll be able to compete. Yeah, sitting at five, six, and one does not get easier. Hosting the eleven and one Alberta Golden Bears this weekend, seven p.m., seven p.m. Friday and Saturday night at the Flem. And then our ladies breaking the drought. <sighs> Chloe Snaith coming in and uh, not only breaking the scoreless drought of what was it? Five it games? It was five straight games. That's really, really tough. But getting their first win in a while as well. Mm-hmm. Six uh, straight losses, Saturday. five straight without a goal. Oh, really tough. But you were here this weekend. Uh, we don't got a lot of time, but uh, give us your uh, quick spiel about what you saw. It was rough. To, to be perfectly fair, uh, talking with John Rempel after the game, uh, after Saturday's game, he was like, this team is not built to score a lot of goals right now. It's a young team, obviously. Especially a lot of up front. Yeah, especially up front. Um, and, and even like the, the, the reliable weapons from the past uh, either either aren't there or they are not in a position where they're going to have a lot of success. Uh, Jordan Zacharias is a, a fantastic player. I've harped a lot in the press box about her usage and how I think you know she should be with somebody like a Katie Chatierbach who can drive play a little bit better, you know, get the puck to a place, let Jordy get to a spot where she can set up, get a shot or, or get a quick dart to the net. Um, so this team, it's, it's also about managing your expectations. Like this is going to be a rough year. Um, but, you know, take these wins as they come, you know, take this as a learning experience again. Like you're, you're still you know, having Amanda Schubert come in and, and use her fifth year to be a veteran voice for this team and, and teach the two young goaltenders that they have, like how to compete at Canada West, the Canada West level, extremely important. You've got all these veterans come, that are here for their last year to teach and they've already done their competing. They've already gone to a couple national championships, like their career, 
they can go out on whatever note they want. It's yeah. it's just about building for the next year. And the early returns are great. Like it, it, you don't want to go five games. Also, Chloe Snaith was the bookend of that, yeah. that five. She scored the last goal <laughs> and the the first goal after to end the drought. Very poetic. Yeah. Um, but it's there are little things that are going right and there are little things that are going wrong. Same with, thing with the men's team. Um, just you know how they play, how they attack the zone, what happens when you come up against a, a defensive wall, where you turn, you know what you do with the puck. Just getting, making sure passes are cleaner, um, not missing opportunities, able to cradle the puck with a little bit more confidence. Just little things that are going to get fixed with time. But on a structural level, the team is doing the right things. Without a doubt. Very well said, man. They are out in Alberta taking on the Pandas. Uh, 4, 6, and 1. 8 p.m. Friday, 3 p.m. Saturday. You can catch that on Canada West TV presented by Co-op. That will do it for us this week on Hear the Herd. Again, Thursday night at IGAC is going to be bonkers. Duckworth Challenge. we got both men's and women's basketball teams playing against the Crosstown rival Westman. Thanks for sticking with us uh, this week. And yes, each and every week, it's going to be Tuesdays at 11.30 now. So if you're listening to the podcast and want to catch it live on 101.5 UMFM, Tuesdays, 11.30. We'll see you next week.